do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. All right, so all week long on I Work For Him, we always have fantastic guests that are sharing great things. And on Friday, it's kind of a review day. And, and it's like the Rush Limbaugh open line Friday, but without Rush Limbaugh, and it's Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and it's the I Work For Him Radio Roundtable. So we it's want really it. nothing like that except for it's, it's Friday. It's on Friday, right. And they can call. And today, we're celebrating the I Work For Him Radio Roundtable. I'm doing it in shorts. I didn't go to the office today, so I got shorts and a polo shirt on. I like that. You're loving that. I do love that. If it was only outside, it'd be even better. Great. So here's what we want. We're opening up the lines to you. We want to hear how God's working in your heart and your workplace. Are you taking the I Work For Him Nation Challenge seriously? Have you started praying for your coworkers and employees? If you have, please call in. Let us know. 877-943-9673. So, Martha, this week, I picked a verse for today. Actually... We have people, and Maribel, our great assistant, picked out this verse for us today. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Romans fifteen thirteen, mm-hmm. And really, that's the quintessential description of following Christ, to being filled, abounding in hope. Because we live in a world where there's not a lot of hope. There's a lot of hopelessness. But in Christ, we all have hope. Yes, the days may be difficult, but in the end, we win. And we get to spend eternity with our Heavenly Father. That's hope. You know, and it's kind of funny because the word hope 
um, in our culture, I think has kind of got, it's one of those words that's been watered down. And it's not just like, oh, I hope that it's going to happen. I hope that I'm right. I hope that um, this God thing is all real. No, it's, it's a confident hope. Our hope is in all that Christ has given us. And so I think that that's an interesting word. So our hope is very confident and it is um, it is joyful and it is something abundant that we can hang on to. Well, let's talk about what how God's been stretching us in our workplace. Okay, let's talk about okay. it. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the deal. We, we merged our ministry, I work for him, with a business called, it is now Trust Services. And I don't know if you're out there listening, you've ever been involved in a, in a merger. It there's a lot of work to be done, and we have had so much fun rebranding, getting, getting everything set up and go, but, but we have really struggled with a couple of things. One is time management. But the really cool, well, which just means we've been working a lot of hours, because the radio, as I figured it out, was totally, I never realized, I always said it takes about 25 hours a week, it takes about 30 hours a week. But what's really been cool is we've been able to put into practice a lot of the things we talk about here and I work for him. We hadn't had, I hadn't had employees in about a year. So it's fun to be able to put this stuff into practice. But it's also been a challenge because now we're in the hot seat every day because we can't, you know, say one thing on the radio, go back to the office. You mean we need to walk the walk and talk the talk? And we really have very little room for margin of error because our employees are listening probably and going, really? I think I'm going to call in and vet you out. (laughs) But it's it's been cool to see it in place. Are you taking the I work for him nation challenge seriously? The challenge to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day, looking for ways to serve them in the workplace, looking for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace, looking for ways to pray with people during your workday, but all along representing Christ by being a person of excellence in your position. If you've been praying about that, we'd love to hear about it. How's it making a difference in your life? Uh, you know, Martha, we got some show sponsors to thank. We do. And um, we really, we just want to encourage everybody. You know, we don't want it to be like, oh, you heard this advertisement every day when you're listening to the show. But they really are great companies. They have great things to offer. Most insurance, um, they, everybody needs to have insurance of one form or another. If you either have a car or you live somewhere or you have a business, so they do um, a great job of taking care of your needs and making sure that you are not in a position where your your stuff is going to be in, in danger of being lost if there was a, a catastrophe or something like that. So give them a call. We have a link on our website that has all of our sponsors on there, so you can go there and find Most Insurance. You can also find Bel Air Wealth Management. Well, where do you find Most Insurance online? Well, on our website. Right. Or, or you go to our website or you go to mostins.com. You, you, do, you like to always say their website. I do. I do. I like to say it. And then there's Bel Air Wealth Management and Luke and Dave and Randy. They do a great job of, because they come into their work of wealth advising with a pr- eternal perspective, as we say every time we talk about them. But really, you think about that. They get it that everything that we have is God's and being a good steward of that and how you're going to... Um, share that and plan with that is all part of what they do on a daily basis. And they do a great job. And that's BelairWealthManagement.com. That's right. In case maybe you're thinking about for the new year, get starting an MBA program 
or a different kind of master's program, but you want to do it online so it doesn't detract from your family, how about getting involved in an MBA program where it's one class every seven weeks. You could take the class whenever you want to during the day during and doing the work during the week. And you want it with a biblical perspective. Crown College is your answer. Crown.edu forward slash radio. <laughs> All right. So we started off our week. It was pretty cool. We got the opportunity on Sunday. We've always wanted to visit Idlewild, but it's about 1,700 miles from our house. <laughs> and it's almost in Georgia from where we live. It and feels like it. It feels like it. But really, it was only 45 miles, just in case you're wondering. I did track it. I'm sure you did. And so we got to go to Idlewild. We've got good friends, Josh and Jen, who invited us to come up and, and speak to their connection group about the cruise, marriage cruise. And that's what was what was really cool about that is our very own Casey Bell was in that connection group. It was so funny because we she all she is is a voice in our heads. Um, so we had this really cool opportunity to go to Idlewild and hear Pastor Ken Witten, big old church, but it feel, felt very, very small. But we got a chance to speak to seven different connection groups about the Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat. And before we even got home, two people already registered. Yeah, we were pretty excited about that. Um, I think that, you know, for people that haven't met us, um, it is good to see face-to-face and get to see who we are. Of course, if you're listening on the radio, we hope you feel like you know us because we pretty much live our lives out there on the airways for all to hear. Um, But it was exciting to be able to share with a new group of people that uh, we had an opportunity for them to invest in their marriage. And the, the classes that we spoke with are all young married classes. So it's so there was great... that one middle-aged married class. Well, okay. Yeah. But it was great to um, maybe get a few people to think about investing in straightening out their, or, you know, focusing on their um, marriage very early on and being intentional. In one of the classes, there was a... Uh, uh, talk about the itinerary. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Jose says we should talk about the itinerary for the cruise. Okay. All right, so, the, so we leave. It's out of Tampa. So it makes it super duper easy. You can actually work half a day and then go to the cruise terminal with your spouse. If you're packed before you go to work. If you're packed before you go to work, which most people would. <laughs> pack everything you want to pack because there's no limit to bags. And um, so we get to the cruise terminal around noon to one o'clock. You get on the ship, you get checked in, you get on the ship. You don't get to get in your room right away because they're still cleaning up from the last crew that got off. And you just get to sit outside, look at the... And eat. You get to start eating almost like right away. Yeah, you get to start eating with your first meal, and then you get to have another meal, and then it's meals for the entire five days. Yeah, we don't count how many meals we eat. Well, there's all the time. There is food available just about 24-7 on a cruise ship. Yes, there is. Which is not necessarily a good thing. But anyway, so we start off Thursday, Thursday afternoon, right after the muster station. And that's not where you get mustered. It's a muster station. If you haven't been on a cruise, it's something, something everybody's got to experience. You all practice cramming into the lifeboats. You don't get in the lifeboats. Oh, you, so you don't, just practice get getting in line for them. All right. So, but that evening we start off bef- while the boat leaves the port, we have just a little get together for everybody to get to know each other, start off the process, share why you're there on the cruise. And then we all rush to the front of the ship as we go underneath the sun, sh- the sunshine skyway as the sun is setting. Mm-hmm. And that is fun. Now it's always a little windy and in February, sometimes a little chilly, but that's the last of the cold air because the rest, <laughs> you go inside, you get ready for dinner. We have dinner every night at 830. We get together as a group and you will never, because you're with us, you will never sit next to the same couple twice within our group because we like for everybody to meet all the like-minded people that are coming on the cruise. And so it is, it's a lot of fun. And by the time you get up Friday morning, 
you're already in the Caribbean waters. Mm, it's, it's already warm. Oh, man, is it nice? Isn't that when we saw like little flying fish that one time? Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. They weren't little. They were like a foot long. So well, they look little when they're way both, down there. Both Friday and Sunday, to and from Cozumel, we do the marriage retreat. About an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half in the afternoon. That's our focus time on building on your marriages with some pointed questions, couple to couple questions, um, husband to wife questions, question, wife to husband questions over lunch. We have a couple of breakout section, sessions that we'll be doing this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one on for entrepreneurial couples and one for uh, uh, step couples, step married couples. Blended family couples, however you want to say it. Help me out here, dear. Yes, there's a lot of different definitions for that. But um, step family or blended family, if you are um, have somebody in your immediate family maybe or good friends that are a blended family, it would also be a good time to go to that breakout so you can learn more about what they're dealing with. So and then we come back on Sunday. Uh, just in this, on, the, on the sea all day long. It's beautiful. And we get back Monday morning. Yep, you got to go back to work. All right. We've got a caller, Ted, calling in from, you're not from the frozen tundra today, Ted. You're from the palatial area, just we call Fort Myers. Ted, welcome back to I Work For Him. Well, thanks, Jim. Uh, I just wanted to share how my workplace is now uh, retirement, and it gives me a lot more opportunities than even when I was running the business. And I'm I'm here in a, a tire place getting my brakes worked on, a lady sitting beside me, and we got to talking, and then we ended up talking about Jesus Christ, and we shared uh, the things about the Lord, and then she she said that she had a boyfriend that was Jewish, and she was praying for his salvation, and right there in the tire shop, she and I prayed for this man's salvation, and it uh, I had the opportunity shortly after that to meet the gentleman, and uh, we had a very nice conversation, but it's, it, you know, it's we need to take an opportunity at as senior citizens to take advantage of, of our time and share it with other people, the Lord Jesus Christ. I love that story. Yeah, I think that's such a good example that every day, no matter what we're doing, we can be um, the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ and not separating that, not saying, well, I'm only going to do that on Tuesday afternoon when I you know, have something going on, but every day. And what a good example you are of that. And uh, what an encouragement to the, to, like you said, the people that may not be in the active paid workforce anymore, but you have so much to offer and the life experience. And um, so many people need um, the seniors in their life to speak truth into them. That's right. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. (laughs) The Pocket Testament League says to read, carry, and share. And that's my prayer every morning uh, when I'm reading who, who I will have the opportunity to share with. You know, being a snowbird, and, and we appreciate you. We hear that our full-time residents here in Florida want to thank you, snowbirds, for bringing your tax dollars down here so we don't have income tax. <laughs> you know, as you're here for the next six months, enjoying the absolute perfect weather that we call the Florida Sunshine Day, because you had those apple pie stinking days all summer long in Minnesota, as you called it. Amen. All right, so what is your intentional plan in your neighborhood to make an impact this winter? Well, there are people that I've been praying for in my neighborhood for um, since June 11th, twice a day. And those people, uh, I want to be able to speak into their lives, Jesus Christ. And um, w- the tool I'd like to use is the Pocket Testament League's uh, 
Gospel of John, which is a great opener. I love that. I love that. Well, you have to let us know how it goes this winter as you start praying for those neighbors by name each and every day and the impact that you're going to make. Ted, thanks for calling in today. Appreciate it. Okay, God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right, I'd like to thank Rosetta Williams for calling in for winning the Bible today. Rosetta, we'll get that out to you sometime next week. But thank you so much for listening, and I just can't wait to get this in your hands, and I hope it really makes an impact on your life and those that you share it with. You know, Ted brings up a great point because it is, it. you know, being a member of the I Work For Him Nation is not just for this, us going to the workplace. And he's praying for his neighbors. Mm-hmm. Well, we should be praying for our neighbors, too. Yeah. You know, you just made me feel guilty. You said uh, that on Sundays, you know, we were talking about it off the air, that on Sundays we should, uh, because I get depressed Sunday nights, that maybe we should do a Bible study on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. What a great thing to do. Maybe we should do that in our neighborhood. Just open it up. Because, first of all, I'll get my mind off the fact that Monday's coming and uh, that uh, we just love our neighbors. We live in a fantastic neighborhood. We have unbelievable neighbors. We do. We're very blessed by that. But, you know, and I think that um, what a great thing that um, he was sharing that he's praying for his neighbors twice a day. You know, that that's intentionality. That's taking it. Um, what a good example. I really am encouraged by that. All right. We want to open up the phone lines to you. If you want to call in a chair, a- a- as you're considering the I Work Ram Nation Challenge or, or you've already made the I Work Ram Nation Challenge, you want to share how it's making a difference in your workplace, call into the studio line, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. And uh, Jose will take your call as soon as you call in. All right. So let's talk about... Some of we finished up talking about. Did we finish talking about the cruise? No, we ran out of yeah. time. We did. We're, I we just think want you to pretty come. much. People are tired of hearing about <laughs> I the love, cruise. I love our friend that took us around on Sunday to all the different people. He said, "You know me. Just trust me. Go sign up." And that was. I just appreciated that so much. So, so we'd I, love to have you come along. Yes, we would. All right. So I've got this idea. I didn't tell you about this yet. Okay. But I think that we should have. We should start a bring your faith to work. Day. Maybe that would be counterproductive because we're supposed to do that every day, but maybe it should be an I work for him day where we celebrate everybody doing it and tell, I, I don't know, maybe that's a bad idea. We'll have to think about Probably that. Probably should have talked about that before we were on the air. Okay. Jim is brainstorming live on the radio. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's okay. All right, but we had some really great guests on the show this week. And in case you listened to some of them, you had some questions about some of the things you heard, love to hear from you, 877-943-9673. On, on Monday... Darren Shearer rolled out his new book, brand new book, Marketplace Christian, Unleashing uh, the uh, Your Spiritual Gifts in the Workplace. It was something like that. Yes. I know it was market, the Marketplace Christian. But his point was that he designed a spiritual gifts assessment specifically to take a look at, take the perspective of how do our gifts fill, fit into the workplace? And really wrote a great book, and, and it's got a great workbook along with it to... to Understand if your spiritual gifts are, like one of mine came up with, I have the spiritual gift of connecting, and I am definitely a connector. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and realizing that that was actually a spiritual gift, I thought that was fantastic. So I, I, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that show on Monday, I'd encourage you to do so. Darren Shear, the Marketplace Christian, that was really good. It was. And, you know, one of the things I think that the bottom line of that that really just stuck out to me was the fact that what he... Um, said is so many times we do our spiritual gifts of how to serve at church. But what we're talking about in the marketplace is every day, 24-7, we're to be Christ's feet. All right, we got a caller. uh, Craig, calling in from Newport Ritchie. Craig, thanks for calling in to I Work For Him. Well, thank you for having me. 
I listen to your program. Uh, actually, we leave the radio on for the puppies while we're gone. <laughs> and I come home and I listen to it when nobody's here until somebody comes home and then they turn it off. But the reason I'm calling is, you know, the workplace. And bringing him in the workplace. When I was a child growing up, I was raised and I thought my daddy was God, so I was introduced to Christ at the age of eight years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. At okay. the age of eight years old, it took me until I was eight, till I was 55, to call God my father instead of seeing my dad as my father. And you know, because you don't talk to me, I have lost everything my whole life is about work. Okay? And my dad gave me the greatest work ethic, and all my brothers are successful because we were taught to do our work. And we went to church. We never missed a Sunday from the time I was seven years old till I was 14. Okay? okay. And I quit going to church. But I've always taken my work ethic and do it as if though my daddy was watching. God is our Father who is in heaven. Jesus said, say, hallowed be his name. Hallowed be thy name is what he said, right? That's correct. Okay. Well, if you honor God and you do your work as unto the Lord, like Jesus says, serve your masters as unto the Lord. I went to work for a child service guy because I was down and out. I got a DUI. And all I had was a bicycle ride to work. So I took an $8-an-hour job, and I wanted to be a tile setter after I seen what that man could do, okay? I worked for him for 17 years, came home, quit being a fool, studied the Bible, and put God first in my life every day. Even I rode a bicycle to work. Amen. Now, he said, Craig, you got to live it. you got to be walked by what you say, Okay. The Bible says to be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. When you take that attitude, I think not the bosses need to be better stewards and bring God to work, but the employees mm-hmm. do what we're supposed to do because you're always an employee before you're a boss. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Okay, and Jesus says when you're helping the least of these, you're helping him. Okay? All right. Jesus used people like Moses and Aaron. Jesus used people like Father Abraham and David. Okay, people all through the Bible, if you can take the Psalms and the book of Psalms and read what Ecclesiastes means in regard to where it goes back, where it says the references, the spoken references, you know, how you read the Bible and study it. Hey, Craig, I got to interrupt you because I'm coming up against a hard break. I really want to thank you for sharing your testimony, though, for how just bringing the ex- your excellence to work made an impact because God does mm-hmm. expect us to be excellent. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry I had to cut you off, but we're going on a break. But, Craig, keep on listening, and you can call in every Friday if you'd like to do that. That'd be just great. But what his challenge was there was to the employees that don't expect the bosses to be the only leadership as far as where the faith comes from. And as employees, that's what the I Work For, I Work For Him Nation is all about, is encouraging everyone, no matter what your role is at work, to be the best employee that you can be, to do your job the best, to be productive, to care for those around you, and to pr- most importantly, pray for your coworkers and employees. So I just love that, that 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 was what he was saying. You know, even it was hard, he was learning from somebody um, how to do his trade, but to be the best example, no matter what it is that you're doing. You know, I was mentioning earlier before the break, a couple of breaks ago, that, you know, we're, we're learning how to put I work for him the I Work For Him Nation Challenge into practice on our on our own. Uh, praying for our coworkers and employees by name 
And and for me, I like to take a different level. I want to pray for my my employees, but I want to pray for their spouses if they're married, and I want to pray for their children if they've got them, because that's really their married life more important than their job, their family more important than their job. Now, eight hours a day or eight and a half hours a day, I do expect them to work hard, but and really when they're working hard, they're working hard for people like you, the small business owners, people who work in small businesses, trust services. We're out there servicing small businesses, helping make their lives better and easier each and every day. But it's fun to pray for them. But as we are in the midst of hiring an assistant, uh, a team support assistant that will help support our accounting and tax practice and help support us on the radio, we are, we're praying for this person. We're really, uh, we, we like to test people before they even interview. And, and that's fun to pray for people. We've had an opportunity when people bring up the fact that they're Christ followers in an interview, we've been able to pray with people. Um, but it's it's been awesome. But it, it is it's a challenge to make sure we keep that we keep our faith at the forefront of what we're doing. That's right. I think so many people, you know, you get to a point where you've invested so much in an interview process, and you've looked through so many resumes, and you've um, do, done so much filtering and checking out different things that there comes a point where you're like, I just want to make a decision. I want to get this. I want to get them here and get them started. But it's so important that it be a good decision because you are making a commitment to that person and that person is making a commitment to your company. And so making sure that it's a good match far outweighs the urgency. Um, and yet we know that that's, that's so much easier said than done. So we're living that right now and we're just trusting that God is giving us the wisdom that we need and the discernment when we need it. And some of our employees have had some challenges, and it's and it's fun for us to be able to pray with them as they experience challenges in their families. And you know, Martha, we talked about on Monday's show how Darren Shear was talking about how our his new book, but how our spiritual gifts apply to the workplace. Yeah. And how you know we talked two weeks earlier with Dr. Jim Harris, who wrote a book about our unfair advantage because of unleashing the power of the Holy Spirit in the business. It is, it's so important that we recognize as Christ followers, we don't bring our faith to the workplace without the power of God behind us. God is there with us through the Holy Spirit. So that was on Monday's show. And then on Tuesday, we started a two-part show on 25 great tips for a fantastic marriage. I keep changing the name. But, I, it, yeah. <laughs> but So on Tuesday, we started that list. I think we got through like about 14 of them, but we brought up our number one and two, which is always our number one and two. Mm-hmm. Pray together and talk together every day. Yes. No compromises, no stupid excuses. Pray together. It's just the greatest, most powerful thing you can ever do. Mm-hmm. You you said in your when you got married, till death do us part. Well, this is one of the things to keep you from killing each other. Pray for each other. That was supposed to be funny. Did that you didn't laugh? Sorry. That's okay. But the but the point is that there are so many <laughs> Jose ways. Jose is laughing. <laughs> that I, thought we it was can, la- I thought it was funny. You thought it was funny. Good. Thank you, Jose. But the good thing is, is just that there's so many things that we can do intentionally to strengthen our marriage. Why not take take advantage of those ideas, things that might just spur you to um to in, to make your marriage stronger and better and um lasting. What was your favorite thing? From that list on this week. Oh my goodness, my favorite thing. Besides praying together and talking together. I don't. I um, well, the favorite thing that we really need to institute is going on dates. Oh, date night. Yeah. I mean, after tonight's show, we can go on a date night. I think that would be nice. It would be. I'm in, I'm in shorts, though, in a polo shirt, so we can't go anywhere fancy. Well, it's Florida. There'll be a no ma- no malios tonight in Tampa Bay. Or in Tampa. I've never been there. That's, you, that's you guys what, are going to laugh because Sharon and I, we would have hot date night. 
And so we would, <laughs> when we before we started a family, we would go to like Walmart. <laughs> All right. Like late at night, like one, two in the morning, just to do our shopping because that's the only time we could do it. This is when we were in Orlando, and so you know, hot date night, and it's just a joke, and it's fun, and and it's it doesn't have to be you know like a, a fancy uh, schmancy restaurant. But just the, the fact that we're together and we're and we're somewhere other than home. What the hot part come? Where the hot part come from? It's that it's the joke part. It's a hot yeah. day, so yeah. <laughs> so it's you know the, the wing. He worked really hard to come up with a plan for it. <laughs> Martha's about ready to vet me on where no, we used to do yeah, what dating. we used to do because I love that idea and I think you're so right. It does not have to be fancy. It just needs to be intentional. Before the fact Walmart that came to Minnesota, yes, we used to go to Shopco. See there, so it's not it's not. Yes, I'm not crazy. You are no, not crazy. But even better than that, on Saturday mornings, we used to go to Sam's Club yeah. and get the samples for free. Or, or go to the car dealership <laughs> that had the hot dogs on Or, Saturdays. yes, Wally so. McCarthy's, Lindell Olds in, in Richfield, mm-hmm. Minnesota, they always had free hot dogs and mm-hmm. cookies and pop. You know, I saw a post on Facebook today that I actually think is relevant to this because it was talking about, you it think? was a little cartoon, and it was a wife saying um, to the husband, is there a device that I can use to paste my your cell phone to your head so I or to my head so I, at least I think you're looking at me while we're you know he was in his cell phone oh. it was very convicting um, but you know that's not a date guys going and sitting somewhere having coffee going out to dinner and you were both on your cell phone that is not <laughs> what we're talking about we're and talking about interacting last year at Christmas I took a picture. We have we had we had, oh, yeah. we had, we had <laughs> this both. This is funny. We had both the old people, uh, both the old people couples, both our folks. They're in their eighties. They're sitting in the, in our living room. Our kids are there, and so we've got uh, with not all our kids. Our oldest daughter wasn't there with her family, but the two younger ones and my son and his wife. And I took a picture, and all four of the retirees, all four of them were on their cell phones in the living room at Christmas. They were. That was just ridiculous. That's when, was... that's when you start breaking out the board game. <laughs> I'm serious because it, it draws everyone's attention to it, and you know it's it's that I find that disturbing and, and well, troubling. Yeah, also, but Jose, we have an issue with board games in our family. See, <laughs> Martha and her mother are slightly competitive, oh. and so they make they if you can't even bring out a puzzle at our household because the, you need puzz- football gear. Puzzles at our house are a full contact sport. So we board games, <laughs> and I am not kidding. And Elaine, if you're listening, I say that with all respect, but it, you know, it, it's just one of those deals. So bring a puzzle this Christmas, well, mom. You know, and it really brings a good point up because literally, you know, most of us have free Wi-Fi in our homes. You know what we need? We need a free jammer in our phones. Well, remember, a cell I saw phone that, jammer. That's that pepper mill. Remember, we saw it on Facebook. Love Facebook for things like this. Just a, it, somebody developed it, and the mom, it's like a pepper mill. It sits on the counter, and if you ter- whisk the lid, it it makes all the Wi-Fi go off, and then everybody's like, what happened? What well, happened? But, but the Wi-Fi doesn't stop the cell phone signals. I mean a jammer jammer where yeah, it just kills the cell phone signals. Yeah, but I think this could signals. do that, so I think it was the point. It's actually I illegal. I doubt it does okay. that. Okay, well, anyway. Okay. It's right, a great so, idea, great concept. Uh, <laughs> all right, we've got, a, we've got a caller. Welcome to I Work For Him. Yes, thank you. Well, well, great show. Love you guys. Well, thanks so much. What, what, what's on your heart? What's God saying to you today? Well, I'm calling to tell you that because of your show and uh, Jim and Martha and the I Work For Him Nation, there's three things that I've never done in my whole life, and I'm in my mid-50s, and it's because of the I Work For Him Nation. Um, I've always been, I've always prayed in the morning, at night, all 
Oh, I think we lost her. Well, hopefully she'll call back in. But well, for the first time ever in my life, now I pray for the, my coworkers by name every day, a couple, few times a day, and throughout the day when I get in this situation. I've never done that. And now, in the first time in my life at work, I learned, I've learned and I genuinely care more. So I think before I speak or act, which is first also in my career, and it's reflective. Every day coming to work, I smile. I'm looking forward to it. I love the people I work with, mm -hmm. and it's changed my work environment that I've experienced my entire life just because of the I Work For Him Nation and your show and what I've learned and how I've grown. Lynn, tell me I how— I have to thank you. Well, no, well, you're very welcome, and it's a privilege to partner alongside you in this. Tell me how your heart has been changed towards your coworkers as you've prayed for them. How is it making a difference in how you look at them? Good question. Um, I have so so often now. It's not all about me anymore. It's not all about my my satisfaction with getting out, saying what I want to say, thinking it, and just I'm not thinking it, just saying what I want to say. I I I genuinely care for them. I I have learned to put myself in their shoes, and always or more often, and I'm still such a work in progress. I have so much work, but. I I think of what they may be going through and, and what their situation is and pray for that instead of always always wanting to get what I want and saying what I want and getting my end results but quick quicker. You know, it's it's more I always give them the benefit of the doubt now. Well, you, you made such a good point that we are all works in progress and, and that should that will never end until the end. But um, the fact that I think there's something amazing about when you pray for other people, how you have a different perspective on them. And you even though we all say we know we're real and we know we all have lives outside of work, um, once we're praying for them, we can really put ourselves in their place and say what they're experiencing in life I need to take to the Lord, and um, it's such a great help for understanding who they are. Yeah, and if you all your life you pray for friends and family and what you want, and now you bring in the coworkers, mm -hmm. you know, in your business context, they are friends, family, and what you want, where they've always been outside that circle now, in my world. Now, Lynn, I just have a question. This is Jose. Um, we know that God always does things on his time, and when you prayed, uh, did you have to wait long for that kind of thing to manifest itself in your life? No. Wow. No. That, that's so no. awesome. It's It's been a short time for me, but the results are incredible, and it's 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 just it's it's overwhelming. It's so amazing, but it's noticeable on both ends. Mm -hmm. You know, where the flip side is not praying for them, not caring about them, not not put understanding their what their situation may be, um, only caring about yourself and your results, and then it's chaos and it's miserable and it's everything of all the above every day, and then your workplace is miserable. But so, Lynn, you, Lynn I'm gonna, I got, I'm coming to the end of a break. I'm coming up to a okay. hard break. So, but let me just offer this I challenge. Just, I would say, let me put this challenge out to you. Go encourage your other co coworkers that you work with that are Christ followers to start praying for other people in their workplace. How great would that be if you could get multiple people in your workplace praying for your coworkers and employees? Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Lynn, thank, thanks for calling in. I, I got to say goodbye, but thanks so much for being a listener to iWork. 
work for him. We've heard from Ted in Fort Myers and Lynn right here in Tampa Bay and Craig from Newport Ritchie about how they're making a difference in their workplace. So please be prepared for next week's show to call in and share how you, as you commit to the I Work For Him Nation, how is it impacting your workplace? Ted's workplace is his neighborhood. Was everywhere he went. Lynn's workplace here in Tampa Bay. Praying for people that you work with, that you're right alongside. Martha, we had two other great shows this week. I want to draw attention to a couple of things. We had Bob Rorlock. He's the president and CEO of the Greater Tampa Chamber of Commerce. If you're in Tampa, really if you're in Tampa Bay and you really want to get involved in a fantastic chamber, that is a great one to get involved in. Look them online at look them up online at tampachamber.com. Great conversation with them. That was Wednesday's conversation. Go back and listen to the archive if you missed it. But I really want to focus on yesterday's show. I had Brian Mosley on the show. He was the founder, is the founder of Right Now Media. And they came out two months ago with a breakout from Right Now Media called Right Now Media at Work, a tool that we're going to implement in our workplace. That's right. And it's just a, a really neat because uh, they have been able to compile a lot of resources that can be made available. And these, the Right Now Media at Work is specifically geared on resources that can help you in your workplace, help you in leadership or help you in um, lots of different areas, but it can be all customized for your coworkers, employees, and staff. Right. As a business owner, you sign up and then you can invite your employees to participate. And it's not only stuff that you'll be able to use for training at work, but also for them to solidify their marriages, uh, for them to deepen their faith, and also great tools or great entertainment for their kids that's all Bible-based, that's actually got decent ethics and morals in it. Fantastic one. All right, baby, we're coming to the end of another I Work For Him radio roundtable. we got to go. We've had a lot of fun talking to people from all over the place today. Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been listening to I Work For Him radio roundtable. I want to thank our show sponsors. Go out to our website, iworkforhim.com, and learn more about them. Please do business with them. It should be really a big favor to Jim and Martha, that's for sure. And thanks so much for considering to join the I Work For Him Nation. Go home tonight and challenge yourself to go out to iworkforhim.com and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. Make that commitment so that when you go in Monday morning, you start praying for your coworkers and employees by name. That's how we're going to take the city for Jesus Christ. You know, we learned today, we heard from Craig in Newport Ritchie. I just love what he had to say about, you know, don't wait for your boss to always have to be the one that leads in faith in the workplace. We as employees can make it, and everybody starts as an employee first. Nobody starts as a boss. I love that too. Those are two really great points from Craig. But his overall point that it don't wait for the leader of the business to bring your faith to the forefront. You be the leader by bringing your faith to the forefront even though it may be uncomfortable, all you got to do is start praying for your coworkers and employees by name. It will start to change where you work. It will make a huge difference. We need to understand there's a battle for the souls of our coworkers and employees going on out there, and the enemy takes it very seriously. I'm trying to get all of us, Christ followers in Tampa Bay, to take it very seriously by praying for the people that we work with, the people that we live with, the people that we live next to. That's the I Work For Him Nation Challenge. You've been listening to I Work For Him Radio Roundtable with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We own our own business, and we're Christ followers, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.